I still got a quarter of my two ounce bottle left, which is how many ounces, Robbie? Quarter of a two ounce. So you take two, you multiply it by six. That's one sixth of the people in Dufftown are working at the distillery. So 16,000 ounces. Nailed it. I have 16,000 ounces left in my bottle, and now it's in my uh, my glass. Welcome once again to Chill Filter, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should, and gosh darn it, I can almost guarantee you probably are, and that's why we like you. Uh, so excited for this week's podcast. We are finally drinking the Balvini Pete <laughs> Week. 3452. Thank you, Miles Ferguson. So yep. excited. This has like been on my like, let's drink this as soon as we can, as you probably know if you've been listening for a while. Um, but before we get into that, uh, I do want to say hit us up on Instagram, hit us up on Patreon. Um, www.patreon back forward slash forward slash always forward forward slash chill filtered dot yep. org. Yep. No, not dot org. <laughs> It's going to be that one guy that's like, it doesn't work. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, that's enough of the not very good business. Cole, how you doing, bud? You know, this this has been a great, uh, I guess it's been two weeks since we recorded Me and You. Mm -hmm. And and I'm excited because I enjoy interview with uh, Whiskey Maker episodes. I do. I really do. And in fact, I want to do them a lot. But it takes away, like, I feel like I can be myself, sure, but I can't be, like, 100% myself because it's not about, like, what we're drinking as much. And not that we were, like, fake or anything like that, but uh, I feel happy to be asked, how am I doing? Uh, Because that doesn't happen as much on an interview episode. Um, Not that it's all about me, but... (laughs) It's been a great few weeks uh, yeah. since since the last time we recorded together. Uh, Heather and I found out that we're having a girl, mm-hmm. which I am so excited about, and it was made official on Instagram that day. So, then thanks to everyone who uh, showed me some love and and some good wishes about that in the past week or so. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I. Oh, here's another crazy thing. Okay. Uh, yeah, I can say this on the podcast. Um, because at work there was like going to be this huge shakeup, not like, not like letting people go or anything mm-hmm. like that, but, uh, switching a lot of teams and really reorganizing a lot in, in the, uh, pricing department at my company. And, and that's the department I'm in, of course. But, uh, yeah, it was a little scary because I feel like I'm starting to hit this groove and, mm-hmm. and getting better uh, in my role. And I just got a new boss in like September or late August or something like that. And uh, I enjoy working with this boss. And I feel like uh, we got a good thing going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like I'm growing. And, and if we had switched and reorganized and I was just completely on a different team, different boss, I would have been like stressed out. But it would have worked out. I would have been fine, really, in the end. But I was like, oh, man. And so I was <laughs> alerted today of the of the changes that will be taking place. And technically, at this point, when I when we're recording on technically Wednesday this week, mm-hmm. I <laughs> it? can't tell anyone. I can't be vocal about it. But by the time this is released, I can very much talk about it. And so, um, yeah, I basically kept the same team, same teammates, and same boss. So I am uh, feeling pretty good. Nice. And uh, there was one other thing. 
Oh, um, no, I'll mention that before I get to the history, but, um, yeah, is there something else that happened this week? I don't, I don't know. know. But it's been a good week. I am rolling. Jewelry is killing it. I'm on a streak. Usually that's what happens with the jewelry. For some reason, no, you can't explain it. It is rarely uniform uh, in the orders you get. But every now and then, it, it's basically just, it comes in waves. And right now I'm in the middle of a big wave and been saving up some good money. So Nice. Uh, making my customers happy, and uh, so I enjoy that. And then, uh, yeah, that's all about I got to, to talk about, but it's been good, like a very good feeling. Yeah. So uh, what about you? Well, no, I got to agree. It's uh, it's funny because, like, uh, you know, we recorded the episode with Broken Barrel last week, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, it, really, mm-hmm. it's, it really is fun because, you know, we got to try to, like, a lot of new whiskeys we haven't yeah. had, and it was fun, and mm-hmm. it, it, whenever you drink whiskey, it's usually a good time. But yeah, yeah, and then we were going to try to record on Sunday, and uh, it just didn't work out, and we were both like, oh, yeah. kind of miss just shooting the breeze, man. So yeah, no, it's good to be back recording with you. I think nothing too big on it. I had a nice little uh, entry buzz going. I had a little bit of a nice. McCormick Platte Valley. It's my dad's, uh, would have been my dad's 72nd uh, birthday today, so. Uh, what a way. Yeah. Oh, today. Wow. Today, yeah. That's today great. was would have been his is is his birthday. Would have been his seventy second. So you just kind of think about him and that. doing that. It was mm-hmm. kind of fun though. I don't. I don't have. So it's weird. Like I don't have a lot of very. I don't have a lot of dreams with like my loved ones in them. Like uh-huh. very rarely. It's and if it is, it's usually like a bad dream. Like something's happening. It's mostly that like recurring dream of that cow though, right? Oh gosh, that, like, that. killer cow. <laughs> killer cow from outer space but yeah, uh, it was yeah. kind of kind of cool last night um had a dream that my dad uh just brought over amara's favorite hamburgers just and hung Aww. out and, like that's what the whole dream is about so i, I know, it was oh, kind of cool great. his birthday today and had a dream about him which i don't normally do and so yeah it was kind of fun and then i think it's just life in general right now i'm it's uh i don't know it's interesting weather's still kind of cold i think the girls are starting to feel this like we just want to go outside and play and like we're starting to get a little cooped up here. We don't have that Arizona weather like yeah. you got. So oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. yeah. What 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 are you what are you guys at right now? Temperature wise? Uh, it's been the it's been the coldest. Uh, we had we set a record for the coldest midday recently. Okay. Was, uh, and it was like forty one or something. Ooh, that like is that. that is still pretty chilly. But we haven't reached freezing yet. It, it was actually colder in the day than it was in the morning. Oh wow. For some reason, but it's been cold, but it's, it's, it's weird. It's been like somewhat drear, but today it, it started to, um, uh, rise out of that and we're probably going to be sunny for the next four months. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're, I, we haven't had a lot of snow or it hasn't been too cold here, but it's just one of the things where it's just like, you know, the sun goes down a little earlier. It's chilly enough where he's like, you don't really want to bundle all up to go outside and do something. So yeah, yeah I'm like so ready for like end of february beginning of march where it's starting to get a little more fun so yeah yeah for sure anyway that's about it for me nothing nothing too much going on but uh dude so excited for this whiskey so excited. seriously and, and i got some good history today too awesome. i think it'll be uh good this is our first balvini on the show isn't it it very much is oh yeah. boy and that's crazy to me yeah absolutely because balvini is one of the trustier not even just a, I want to call it a base scotch, uh, but it's it's not base. I mean, like, just, it is much more than, like, especially, like, Balvini 12 Doublewood, just a mm-hmm. great pour. Um, yes. And we'll have to have that on soon. I know you buy that every now and then, so yeah, I'll have to yeah. share it. Share the goods. Yeah. We'll have to do that. So, are we, are we yeah. ready to get into the history? 
yeah, let's uh, send it to break and then we'll be right back for some history. All right, we're back. Uh, before I get into the history, I did want to give uh, two shout-outs, um, two and a half shout-outs. Uh, first of all, thanks again <laughs> for everyone that reached out about uh, the excitement of me having a girl. Uh, one guy that came to, comes to mind, Dramhound. Um, and he's got a little girl himself. So um, There you go. Uh, another big shout-out to Miles Ferguson for being, like we mentioned earlier, the one to uh, provide this sample. We got that sample in early September, late August, and it's been like a long time. We've, I so think we put it grateful. up for the show like at least two, if not three or four times. At, at like least two or three. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So thank you so much, Miles. We finally get to enjoy it. And I don't think I've ever had this. Have you ever had this? Uh, no, um, no, I haven't. I can, didn't they? Cool. Yeah. yeah, I have not. Yeah. So and they then just third, they started this, they released the series in 2017 or something like that, right? That's correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's yeah. definitely newer. Yeah, and but I saw one at my uh, local Total Wine, but I'll get to that later. Um, third shout out to Jason Preston. What a guy! Let me tell you about Jason. <laughs> yes. Great guy. Hits us up just just the perfect amount of times on on Instagram, and we're always down to talk to him. Uh, but he kept his eye out because he knows that we are mm-hmm. big fans of Lot Forty Cask. He says, you know, I've been seeing the uh, third edition rolling around my t- my part of town. And that's, you know, it's basically a Canadian-only exclusive bottle. Like, you got to get it in Canada. And he uh, took care of two for us. We, we, we took care of uh, the, the cost of, of the bottles. But he took care of uh, the courier. And so huge shout out to Jason mm-hmm. Preston for not only getting us each a bottle of Lot 40 Cask third edition, but also, uh, you know, like uh, schmoozing up to the uh, courier himself and um, and making that happen for us. So we are so stinking grateful, Jason. So thank well, you so much. Did you just mention, too, he sent a sample, too? Oh yeah, what a pro! Okay, Seriously. so he's like, if you don't want to, if you don't want to open it right away, here's a sample as well mm-hmm. uh, of the of the same bottle, uh, so that you can just enjoy it and not have to feel like you have to crack the bottle right away. So that, like, what a pro! <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Jason. Seriously. Yeah. All right, we are drinking this week. We are drinking. Did we even mention the exact? What were, yeah, you did. You said Pete Week. Uh, yeah, so week we're drinking Balvini Pete Week, uh, Week 34 or 52, specifically from the 2003 Malting Vintage. Um, this is our first peated scotch in quite a while. Uh, this we're recording right now is episode 136. Uh, Robbie, guess which episode we had our last peated scotch on. Oh, man. Was it with Miles Ferguson? Did we do scotch with Miles? No, we did uh, Russell's Reserve with him. Oh man, I don't even know. Uh, would it it's be been. Ocken- oh, go ahead. Is it Akintoshin? Is that what was that a peated one? No, that was a uh, that was a Lowland, so not not peated. No, I don't even know. It was a while ago. It was episode ninety eight, so thirty eight episodes ago. Oh man, and uh, it was Talisker Dark Storm. 
which is a sky whiskey, which mm. is peated. Um, and that was like over a half a year ago, which is crazy. Um, we did, though, have two Del Bach products, which are smoked and a High West Campfire, uh, which Ugh. had some peated scotch in it. Uh, but neither of them are scotches. Uh, but this, regrettably, is our first Balvini product on the podcast. And I say that regrettably because Balvini is an amazing scotch brand. Amazing. They are uh, definitely known, not known for their peated scotch, though. So what's the deal? Well, let's get into it. So uh, Balvini Distillery. Let's talk about that for a little bit. Um, it all starts with a guy named William Grant. He was born in 1839 in Dufftown, Scotland. Uh, this guy actually had a few jobs before getting into distilling. Uh, one was herding cattle. One was apprenticing with a shoemaker. One was a as a clerk. And then he started working at the Mortlock Distillery, which is also in Dufftown and actually still is to this day. He worked his way up from a clerical role to becoming the uh, distillery manager, actually. He even learned how to distill at Mortlock. And then, and he worked uh, at Mortlock for, excuse me, I have this weird like hiccup in my throat. <laughs> he worked there for about like 20 years. Mm -hmm. uh, but he had a dream in his little Scottish heart, a dream to start his own distillery. And he purchased a field uh, near the Balvini Castle, uh, just about a kilometer north of Dufftown. And this was in 1886. And what he started then uh, became the Glenfiddich Distillery. Hmm. And it apparently did so well, the Glenfiddich Distillery, that five years later, he also started the Balvini Distillery. But he didn't start it from scratch. He actually bought a neighboring distillery and then made it the Balvini Distillery. Okay. And they're still running today, both of them, of course. Nice. We both heard their uh, those brand names very clearly in, in our past. So... Uh, and they have been known uh, to work together in blending, and and they've done that for years, and that's a, that's actually a big thing in Scotland, and it usually was blending and sending other people your juice, much more a thing in Scotland than it ever is in the U.S. Uh, unless you're talking about like MGP, um, but this is kind of like people just sending around their stuff. Like uh, blended scotches are just taking a little bit of other people's stuff and stuff like that. So. Uh, where did I leave off? I was going off the record. Um, still, here it still is. Open. Eventually, it was yeah. Well, yeah. Was Eventually, <laughs> William Grant and Sons, basically the company that William Grant started that that was behind these distilleries, became a huge liquor conglomerate. Uh, they're behind brands like Balvini and Glenfiddich, of course, uh, but also Tullamore Dew, mm. Hendrix Gin, Sailor Jerry, and Oodlesmore. They're Oodles. the third biggest liquor conglomerate in the world uh so i actually looked up um a few cool facts about dufftown uh, scotland oh yeah uh, first of all they're in the uh 2011 census the last one that was recorded uh at least online there was only 1667 people there so mm. if you times the amount of people there by six you would basically have uh 10,000 people and so one sixth of 10,000 people living in Dufftown, which is a very small amount of people. It's a very small town. Uh, and most people probably work for the distilleries in that town. But it's got six active distilleries and four that are no longer in business. 
Uh, but in terms of towns in Scotland, it's got the biggest malt whiskey exports of any town. Uh, huh. Not region, because if it were a region, it would go to Speyside. Uh, but in ju- in terms of just a town, Dufftown is it. So, all right. But let's talk peat week. Like I've said, Balvini is not known for their peat. They are known for their unpeated single malts uh, and even single malt, single barrels, which are uh, pretty cool. If you ever run into a, a Balvini single barrel, it's pretty special something. So um, where did I leave off? Uh, uh, but yeah, but why <laughs> is Dufftown in the Speyside region? Why are they making a peated whiskey? Well, apparently the master malter, the, his name is David C. Stewart, had a idea in 2001. He would dry the malt instead of with charcoal with peat just once a year and literally one week a year, seven days. Hmm. And then they go back to charcoal heating. And they uh, use, in this case, uh, 100% highland peat. And why I mention that is because typically in in Isla or Sky or um, stuff like that, especially on the western coast of Scotland that are making peated whiskey, they're using like coastal peat, which is like oceany almost. Uh, and so if they're using Highland peat for for um, what we're drinking today. It, it brings a, a very different peat altogether, all and it gives some different notes, apparently. I didn't look at I never like looking at notes when I'm doing the research. Mm-hmm. Like, if it starts talking about, like, honey or something, I'm, like, way. out. I, like, zone out. Um, <laughs> but we're definitely going to get, or we're apparently going to get a different taste and very different notes from the peat as opposed to someplace like Ardbeg or Lefroy. Okay. At least they claim that's the case. Uh, and they've been doing it uh, once a week since every year. Uh, that malt uh, is mashed, it is distilled, it is set aside in aging warehouses to represent what we're drinking today, Balvini Peat Week. Now, uh, Balvini Peat Week, the 2003 malting vintage, is aged 14 years. And I think that's the traditional standard, at least for the past, or the first few years. The vintage 2003, I mentioned, uh, but specifically this is done in the 34 out of the 52 weeks. Uh, and they say it's the vintage 2003. That's not when the bottle was released or when they barreled or it's it's more so when they malted it. Okay. Um, but uh, the week the malt was peated, yeah, was the 34th week. Uh, next is the proof. Uh, we're getting a 96.6 proof, okay. 48.3%. Nice. This one, uh, usually Balvini has been known to use sherry, uh, potentially even port, uh, and uh, they've even used rum barrels oh, in the yeah, past. Caribbean cast. Uh, but this this uh, release is solely aged in American oak, ex-bourbon. Uh, single malt, if you haven't guessed already, and it's uh, non-chill filtered. Hey, that's the that's name, name of the podcast. podcast. <laughs> Uh-oh, so, <hold> um, <clears throat> what's that? <coughs> oh, excuse me. Oh, I thought that you were barfing. <clears throat> nope, sneezes. It kind of sounded like stuff was coming out of your <gasps> mouth. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it sounded. <laughs> so, um, sorry about that. <laughs> I've just been used to that a lot because Heather has been oh, uh, feeling pretty sick. So. That's no good. Mm-hmm. 
Oh man, I remember. I when am Chelsea, swallowing some water so my throat doesn't get so dry. Chelsea was pregnant with the twins, and we both left for work at the same time. We were driving down, or she left a little before. She left before me, and Amara and I were going uh, going to drop Amara off at daycare. And I see Chelsea mm-hmm. pulled over on the side of the road, door open, just puking out oh, the side. No. And I was like, oh, that's so hard. It's so sad. You're like, I wish I could be there for you right now. I would, I would adopt again in a heartbeat, but man, watching your wife go through pregnancy, like, and I'm not saying it's harder than the wife going through pregnancy, but it's hard to watch <laughs> your wife go through pregnancy. Oh man. Yeah. Anyway, are we, uh, are we uh, ready to pour here? I totally. Uh, one last thing, total wine price, at least in my total wine in, uh, not too far from my house, it is $99. Uh, so that's all I got. Let's, uh pop this we don't have a cork pop today but we do have a unscrew of a little sample bottle thanks again miles ferguson yes Ooh. that is really light too you know i would imagine it would be especially with single like like only american oak mm-hmm. um i have a feeling it's gonna be like a japanese like i today mm. my my um my entry buzz and it's been a while i really don't have a buzz at all right now um, was uh, Nika Takatsuru Pure Malt 17-year. And that is a really clean, crisp pour with the lightest amount of peat. I think this might be a lot like that, but we'll find out. I think this is pretty... I mean, I haven't had a lot of scotch lately, but this is pretty peaty to me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, it's 100%, you know, peated. Yeah. It's not like... It's, a, I mean, not really good. And it's 100% Highland peat. No, go ahead. It's a little briny. No, it's not briny. I, I'm not getting the ocean, oceany stuff out of, it, out of it at all. I'm really, I mean, no, I'm not getting much. Maybe a, uh, let's do some pear there. I'm getting a little bit of pear. Yeah, definitely pear. I'm just getting a very bright, um, it's not overwhelmingly uh, uh, smoky. It is uh, pleasantly uh crisp on the on the nose mm-hmm. presently or, or uh pleasantly uh bright mm-hmm. if that makes any sense it's not mm. dense in the in the sweet that i'm getting it's a little bit of sweet like that perry um but yeah ooh oh man this is delicious it has oh you sipped already oh yeah i did sorry couldn't wait man it's a mouthfeel it's got the viscosity it's very honey like for sure um it's got a real bright sweetness i don't even i don't know if the sweetness is a honey itself but real bright sweetness um a little bit of bitterness towards the end but it is really bright and just flavorful i gotta go for another sip here yeah when i think of balvini i think of the 12 or 17 year double wood. Now the 12 or the 17 has a little more sherry and potent. I forget if it's a port finish actually. Mm-hmm. I think it is port. It is. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah, it's, it's denser, sweeter, brown sugary. Uh, the 12 year definitely got some of that denser and, and even a little bit of that brown sugary. This is bright. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, it does have a little bit of that saltiness that I would expect from a, um, like a, a Isla or, or something like that. Uh, but it's so much brighter. Uh, it is so much more crisp and clean and not, uh, not too smoky. Like there's smoke on this for mm-hmm. sure. 
Um, but it's not overwhelming at all. Like this is this no. is this is good. It's this reminds really me good. of a mixture between like Glenn Grant and maybe like a Bowmore, maybe. Okay. But Bowmore has got a little too much sherry. I mean, at least the darkest uh, fifteen year that we had. Um, but this is it's crisp. It's clean for especially for a peated. It's this is delicious. Like I get everything about it is great, except for I get mm-hmm. a, a little bit of a bitterness towards the end. Um, oh, yeah. But it doesn't. I mean, it's not like an unpleasant bitterness by any stretches. It's yeah. But like I mean, like I, the mouth feel on this is perfect. It's like the proofage is spot on. It's like a nice warm. Yeah. It's not. It is too hot. It's just like perfectly warm in the mouth. It's the this is delightful. Yeah. I there's a there is a brininess that I love. It is a little like I said a little bit salty, a um, okay. little bit. I don't know. I can't even. But I guess brine is probably a good you know word to put on it. Um, but it's yeah. it's not like the smoke is like hey I'm here, but I'm not here to ruin the party. And not that smoke ruins the party, but he's like, no, I'm just going to keep my distance. He's, he's and gonna, just, I'm here. He's, he's going to share the party. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You ever see, there's a there's a YouTube video, uh, and it's called Nature Walk. And uh, <laughs> instead of Nature Walk, it's neat. And uh, and there's this guy, and he's like, I always like to pack a gun. Pack, a, pack, pack some heat. Uh, pack a gun. And he's like, very awkward, this guy. And it's so funny. And he's like, because I like to say, sure, you're neat, but I respect our distance. <laughs> it's so funny. You got to look it up. All right. I'm uh, but that's how I feel about this Pete. He respects our distance, but he's there, but he respects it. Mm-hmm. Have you uh, dropped water yet? Mm, just about to. Okay. That's it's, good. The neat pour is great. Oh, it's yeah. It's so sweet really in good. a flavorful, like a savory I mean, way. What do you? Okay, so... I'm really not getting the salty brininess, but I can, I mean, I can see where, yeah. Are you getting the savoriness? Um. Because I'm getting sweet for sure, but it is like, to me, it it's is flavorful in not a sweet way, too. Really? Because to me, the sweet is really, really stands. I don't know. I can't put my finger on what kind of like sweetness it is, but it's. This like, is like a crisp pickle brine, but not, it's not dilly or anything like that. You know what I mean? So like, you're not thinking like a sweet pickle. No, definitely not. No, it's like if you took a a dill pickle and just left the salt in there and took the dill out of there. That's kind of what I'm feeling. Okay. All right. I'm going to take another sip and see if I'm going to think dill pickle, no dill. Yeah, that's all you got to think. It's just a pickle with salt. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Really good yeah, nose. Okay. I, I don't know if it's it. too much different, though. Um, same kind of notes, a uh, mm-hmm, little more sure. crisp. I think the sweetness more... comes out a little bit with the water, though, on the nose. Oh, yeah? A little more sweetness for me. Yeah, I'd say so. I'm going to go for a sip. The sweetness. Um, yeah. I think that this is... I, I really wish this was easier to find because this is phenomenal. I love it. It's so good. You know, this... I, I you know I just had the Nika 
Takatsuru, pure malt, 17 year. And they're they're similar and different. This has more peat for sure. Uh, that one has a little more uh, refreshingness to it. Like this is this is on the refreshing side for a scotch, especially a peated scotch. Um, so they're kind of like off balanced in that way. But I think it's a really cool comparison of. Um, yeah, just so, that stuff. So water for me is getting a little more vapory. It feels a little hotter actually. Um, oh really? Which is kind of weird. But uh, I also get like a, an interesting earthy kind of note on it, which I can't put my finger on either. Like I am doing awful. Maybe it's because I was sneezing, and you now maybe that's why I'm Three doing. Off. I'm, yeah, but uh, yeah, a little bit of earthiness there. I can't put my finger on. Still really good though. I think I prefer the neat. Um, the mouthfeel on the neat is way better. I think you know lost some uh, viscosity when with the water, mm. but yeah, I think neat was neat was great. I think I'm gonna get ready to yeah. drop my cube. Yeah, I think the cube won't be bad at all unless bitterness takes over. But I don't think it will. I think this will improve with ice or potentially improve with ice. Have we talked on the podcast about the movie with Christian Slater called Gleaming the Cube? No. No. I don't even know of this movie. You don't know that? Oh, you're killing me. You know, Christian Slater, um, I didn't even know who he was until college. Ooh. Like, I don't even think I saw, like, any movies with him until I saw, like, Interview with a Vampire. You see an Interview with a Vampire? He's the interviewer. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, Gleam of the Cubes, is, it's a skateboard movie where... Nice. Tony Hawk does all the stunt doubling for Christian Slater. I used to love Christian oh, Slater. Oh, that's back cool. Yeah. But anyway, when we drop the cube, sometimes I'm thinking about gleaming the cube. I don't know. I kind of like Bus Driver better than Christian Slater. Well, we could say. But we can do both. Christian Slater, gleam that <laughs> bus driver. Bus driver, Christian Slater, oh. gleam that cube. Hey, uh, bus driver, drop that cube. Hey, Cole, have you dropped a cube? Oh, I totally gleaned I the cube. I did. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Okay, so nose uh, with Nose ice. is gone. Oh, you think well, so? Really? Maybe it's just that I switched to a uh, double old-fashioned instead of a um, Glen Cairn. It's definitely fainter for sure, but I like it. It's it's uh, For me, it's still, it kind of cuts some of the peatiness a little bit and the sweet. Mm-hmm. It's definitely more subtle, but it's a little less overpowering, which is, I don't know, it's kind of nice. Definitely a little sweeter, a little more florally, I think. Yeah. It's great on the palate. This might be the best pour, for me at least. Really good finish. Just continues on with the ice. Um, Really nice. Yeah, a little bit of honey. Uh, The floral Ooh, notes mm-hmm. did show up on the palate. Yeah, uh, in a very pleasant way. I usually don't love floral notes. Uh, you know, like Macallan type floral can be overwhelming to me. Um, this is really good. A good mix of that, and the you know, I don't even notice the peat sometimes, but it's there. If I yeah. really think about it, it's there. Mm-hmm. But I, it's it's a whole enveloped palette combo. It's all together, and. I, you know, I have to think that there's peat in there. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, there's totally so peat in there. This is like 
being an eight-year-old and going to Chuck E. Cheese for a birthday party. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. Pete is the pizza. Like, you go to mm-hmm, Chuck E. Cheese mm-hmm. as a kid, like, if you focus on the pizza, you're going to notice the pizza. But there's so much yeah. else going on that it doesn't really, yeah. you know, it's not a huge part of it. But it's definitely there if you want to focus on it. This is, it's really, yeah. a little bug in my glass. What the heck? Oh, rough. That's weird. Well, I think that might have been the greatest analogy of all time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Balvini, you guys, uh, I, uh, you know, hit me up for marketing anytime. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just money made. Actually, we should just start hitting up Balvini to sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> so I say I, I think neat is probably my favorite, but the proofage on this is spot on through all three pours too. Like um, ice, definitely. Oh, for sure. It's you know it's. You still know, you, good. You lessen it, but it's still there. So got a nice little warmth to it. Like this is a really, mm-hmm. um, just delicious proofage. I think that's probably one of like I, I can't think of another one that we've had where it's like I really enjoy the heat on it all throughout. Um, yeah. Not only that though, like this. So the first two pours too. I'm thinking like this is definitely something I want to drink on a rainy day or a wintry kind of day. But uh-huh. with, with the ice again, like. This this could easily be sipped, you know, in the summertime. Like it's just refreshing and good. Yeah. So something that came to my mind, and uh, Kilted Five One Eight slash Miles Ferguson could answer this for us. Is it Balvini or Balvini? I think it's Balvini. Or am I totally wrong? I'm pretty sure it's Balvini. Okay. Because I want to say because it's. Scott was Scott Hutchinson's favorite scotch. Oh, and, and I, he would know and, how to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. And because he, yeah, he's from Scotland. He was yeah. from Scotland. So I want to say Till it's Balvini. The accident. Well, he, Cole. <laughs> he committed suicide. There's my dark sense of humor. <laughs> Jeez, I was man. telling something the other day, like, until I would just want to end it all. And I was like, but not in like a suicide way. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm pretty sure I heard him say it, and I would have. And that's it, cool. That stuck with me. So that's legit. Hey, cheers to Scott. Yeah, cheers to Scott. And a great band while it lasted. Oh gosh, and it will never be matched in terms of his oh, style. I will say, one of the greatest singer songwriters uh-huh. of my generation. Like, oh, if you still haven't checked out Frightened Rabbit, do yourself yeah. a favor. Go listen to him. Um, yeah, we're on a we're on a streak here. Two episodes in a row. Yeah, that's right. I got yeah, good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of music, so you were you were kind of into yeah you were in like screamo like Taking Back Sunday and stuff like that right and like Saves yeah, the Day. And yeah. Have you ever yeah. heard of? Um, oh my gosh, wrestlers Legion Legion of Doom. Have you heard of? Uh, Never. Uh, okay, so mm-hmm. uh, it's I think it's one of the guys from the punk band Face to Face. Him and another okay. guy, but they do mashups with like screamo music. Oh, and, cool! Oh, I have to, it's I'll have to send it to you. But like, it's so funny because you have like you know two 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 three four songs going at once, and like pulling like you're like oh yeah what what like I totally went on this whole like screamo like two thousands music kick. Oh know, yeah, this whole week, and that's all I've been listening to. So I'll have to send I, that to uh, you. Yeah, I heard one that was kind of like that. Uh, it was a while ago. It was was it like Natasha Bedingfield or something like that, or Bedding something. Mm-hmm. She did that one song that's like. Um, uh, how does it go? Mm. You know what I'm talking about? No, but I just I just finished my neat, and I got kind oh, of like okay. a little butterscotchy note to it, or something like that. 
I could dig a that little, little smoked butterscotch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, this song, they mashed her biggest song, uh, which I think was, I think if I'm thinking of the right artist, it was like, uh, uh, you know, release your inhibition, feel the rain on your skin. You know what I'm talking about? Exactly. exactly. They mixed that with um, uh, pr- pretty, uh, what is that song by The Used? Uh, pretty Handsome Awkward or something like that? Pretty Handsome Awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it worked. It, like okay. if you if you can look it up, it was like the perfect oh, uh, non emo and emo mashup of, uh, or at least non screamo screamo mashup. Um, yeah, it was great. And listeners, check it out as well. Um, but yeah, this is this is a good whiskey. <laughs> I, you know, I'm like I'm kind of in the in the zone where I'm like, I want to say this is blowing my mind. Hmm. But it's, it's, yeah, so I think I determined my score by just saying okay. that out loud. Go ahead. 9.05. Ooh, okay. Uh, it it broke nine um, because it is good. It's very good. And it has blown my mind, but not by too much. Uh, it hasn't, it, it hasn't taken the lead of like best scotch I've ever had or anything like that. But really surprising, really hubba to what. Uh, in terms of, you know, I've never had a hundred percent Highland peat scotch. Um, yeah, this is good. Yeah, uh, for sure. it is. You know, I really dig the the balance of it all. I guess that's 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 the biggest thing that has really drawn me in. Is it's got a great balance of mm-hmm. that peat. It's got a great balance of that sweet, really nice uh, briny savoriness and. Um, that smoke is there, but it's just not—it's not tearing your face apart. So, if you're looking for a scotch that might be a really great in- introduction to peated scotch, um, especially if you're into the the crisper and cleaner uh, Highland or Speyside scotches, yeah, check this one out. And for 99, it's worth it. I would say it's worth it at 99 for this one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm kind of with you. And you know what I was just thinking? Like, the better analogy than Chuck E. Cheese would have been like, this is like the spot at the campfire. Anything? (laughs) This is the better spot. (laughs) This is the spot around the campfire where the smoke doesn't blow in your face. Like, Yeah, that's That's a really good analogy. Yeah, that's much better than the Chuck E. Cheese and this being the pizza. (laughs) Because, you know, like, it's, yeah, no, and I think I'm with you. Like... I want to say like this is kind of a hubba to what, but it's not really. You know, like I expected yeah. this to be good, um, and I'm gonna go. Uh, and the thing is that like I don't. Is this my favorite scotch? No, yeah. um, and it's but it, but I really won't, it's so close to being to that like blowing my mind like you're saying. Um, yeah. but I'm gonna I'm gonna go solid nine on it. I feel like it is okay. super good. Like this is one where. Uh, because it's not that mind blowing, I wish this could be like a daily drinker. You know what I mean? Like yeah, if this was available, yeah, totally. this would totally be just like the not even necessarily a daily drinker, just like the hey, you know what? Like one or two, one or two of these a week, not really worry about it because it just it's versatile, it's easy, it's uh, I mean, it's just delicious. It's absolutely yeah. delicious. Nothing off putting. I only got one small bitter note and that was on the neat, but even at that, I was like, there were so many things about the neat that really made it just. 
a great drink. So this is yeah. awesome. Miles, thank you so much yeah, for helping Miles. us out here. Um, yeah. So good. So, yeah. That's where I still I'm got at. a quarter of my two-ounce bottle left, which is how many ounces, Robbie? Quarter of a two-ounce. So you take two, you multiply it by six. That's one-sixth yep. of the people in Dufftown are exactly. working at the distillery. So 16,000 ounces nailed it i have sixteen thousand ounces left in my <laughs> bottle and now it's in my uh my glass and i'm just gonna add a little ice because that was I your favorite feel like it did a good job there you go all right yeah so okay. that'll water down the sixteen thousand ounces <laughs> that would, um that so nice. now that we've given scores i think it's time for one of our favorite segments of this great show uh whiskey <laughs> world news <laughs> All right, folks, it's time for what whiskey? No, it's not. It's time for Whiskey <laughs> World News, part of the show where we read an article and we talk about it. Uh, this one, uh, Marco, what's Marco's on Instagram? Which is Marco? Uh, Marco NKC or something like Mar- that? Something like that. One, our newest Patreon uh, subscriber, member, Patreon, yeah. patron, uh, sent this to us, and this is definitely worth reading. So it's tit- it's uh, comes from Biz Journals, the St. Louis Business Journal. Uh, it's titled, I don't see, uh, dude, I am butchering this segment, uh, written by Diana Barr, <laughs> and it's titled, Luxco agrees to buy out by publicly held MGP ingredients in $475 million deal. Uh, Luxco nice. Incorporated, the St. Louis-based distiller of beverage alcohol brands such as Ezra Books, Bourbon Whiskey, and El Mayor Tequila is agreed to be acquired by MGP Ingredients Incorporated in a cash and stock deal valued at $475 million. Atkinson, Kansas-based MGP, founded in 1941, supplies premium distilled spirits, including bourbon and rye whiskeys, gin, and vodkas, as well as specialty wheat proteins and starches. Huh. Especially wheat proteins. I didn't know that. Anyway, yeah. family-owned Luxco, founded in 1958 and now led by chairman and CEO Don Lux, is one of the St. Louis region's largest privately held companies with 2019 revenue of $280 million. About 225 of its 325 total employees are based in St. Louis for the 12 months ended for the 12 months ended October 1st, Luxco generated about $202 million in net revenue. With distilleries in Bardstown, Kentucky, and Jalisco, Mexico, Luxco's brands include Ezra Books, Yellowstone Bourbon, Davies County Straight Bourbon, El Mayor Tequila, and Everclear. The deal calls for Luxco shareholders to receive $238 million in cash, subject to adjustment for working capital, indebtedness, and transaction expenses. They will also receive $5 million shares of the Lux... Of the Oh, I lost my spot. Of MGP uh-huh. Common uh-huh. Stock, <laughs> currently valued at two hundred thirty-eight million. Um, Luxco presents an opportunity to take a material step towards realizing our long-term strategy. President and CEO of G- MGP David Colo said, "The statement it significantly expands our product line and higher-value branded spirit sector, and increases our sales and distribution capabilities across all fifty states." We have enormous respect for the platform Lesco has built, and we're excited to add to its portfolio of fast-growing premium distilled spirits brands, together with strong cash flow and generated legacies. Um, so that's kind of kind of it there. But uh, big buy MGP. Did I don't know, Cole? You any any thoughts before I start talking about mine? Yeah, for sure. I uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is uh, it sounds like it, it, historically MGP has been a juice providing mm-hmm. brand. 
uh, you rarely hear of a MGP product, but only recently have you started hearing about MGP products. And I forget what they're like. They have a flagship, not a flagship, but like kind of a, a big up and coming that they specifically make, they specifically age and they specifically brand not as like an MGP, like it's not like called MGP or something like that. I forget what it is, but uh, it sounds like MGP is starting to uh, really get a name for themselves and, and start to say, you know what, mm-hmm. we're going to make stuff and we're going to, you know, we're going to give it to other people. Sure. But we're also going to make our own stuff, which I think is great. And, uh, and it's about time. You know, there are so many, there are, there are really good MGP products out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like a uh, smoke wagon, we had that or, or, uh, what are some of the other big MGPs? Like, um, why am I like blanking all this? But anyway, there's a bunch. Oh, What's that? Never mind. I was wrong. I was thinking to say something. I'm like, nope, they still their own. So never mind. Or uh, here's here's one. Uh, uh, some of the products from uh, Whistlepig, MGP, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. Like, there's a lot of MGP products. But it's about time they, they start making a name for themselves too and not just be this provider of juice for other people. I think it's great. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, similarly. So and that's one thing I was going to ask you to kind of cover though is like, you know, do they have already their own distribution under their own name? And, you know, or what, yeah. other, or what other, I mean, is this the first company they bought out that you know of or? I think so. Okay. And 475 million isn't that big. Let's just say this, that, George Clooney's, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, just his uh, Casamato or Casamigo uh, uh, tequila brand. I want to say it was two or four billion dollar buyout. No, so that's not that crazy. To Luxco, they bought out Luxco mm-hmm. for four seventy five million. That's nothing. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I think this is awesome. I mean, good for them. Like already, like if you're. You know, might as well cut out that middleman, you know, and if like uh, Luxco has a decent, you know, advertisement team or whatever marketing team, yeah. you know, that might be the next direction they go into is where they're just pushing more of their own juice. So good for them. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, they put out good stuff, so might as well. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. So it's kind of like, cool. it's kind of like Cole. Uh-huh. Chuck E. Cheese, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> DoorDash kind of like when you're at Chuck E. Cheese and yeah. <laughs> well, no, here's the thing. This is really it's DoorDash apparently will pick up from these small mom and pop type stores, but really yeah. it just comes yeah. from Chuck E. Cheese. Have you heard about that? Oh yeah, yeah. So it's, like, the, it's their pizza. It's just the. Do pizza. they have good pizza? You're a dad, so you should know this. I have, I've only been to Chuck E. Cheese twice with Amara. Okay, I don't know. Pizza's pizza, right? Like even with like bad pizza, still okay. Yeah. Right? I don't know. Sometimes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I like pizza. I've been getting into it. You've <laughs> been getting into pizza. Like, I've never, like, been a con not a connoisseur, but a critic of pizza mm-hmm. until we moved to Phoenix. And the pizza I've capital tried, of the world. Yeah, exactly. The, uh, the sausage king of Chicago. Um, <laughs> but, um, I don't know where that came from. But, uh, <laughs> Is that from? Uh, it's, is it, is that's that, from Ferris Bueller. Oh, okay. Abe Froman, baby, <laughs> the sausage <laughs> king of Chicago. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So I found the best pizza yet, but I kind of want to outdo it. I, I want to get a really good place, and and, and the the one I have is great. Great sauce, 
great pizza all all together but i kind of like a neapolitan pizza over a new york style no you're wrong oh yeah you're wrong yeah no new york style is well oh have you had a really good neapolitan style pizza though no here's the thing i want when i want to like i don't know i love a greasy pepperoni with the pepperoni starting to curl up a little bit on uh you know hey that can happen on a neapolitan all right. Um, do you ever watch Brooklyn Nine Nine? Heck yeah, I've seen it all. Then Boyle, I, I'm rewatching him now. Boyle's got his pizza pizza blog. Oh uh, yeah, his pizza email. What's blast. it called or something like that? I can't remember, but you could do that yeah. with Phoenix. You know, just start sending out pizza reviews. Yeah. So Phoenix is so big, you could actually do that. Oh, cool! If you weren't about to have a child, you would have time on your hands, and you could do that. I would. Yeah, um, that's what I was thinking about that today. Uh, uh-huh. what are you gonna do with all your hobbies? Oh, they're they're gonna they're gonna potentially come to a solid halt. I might just it might be like for like jewelry. It might be like I have to raise my prices again so that less people order, and the mm-hmm. ones that do, I'll be able to take care of. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah. that's tricky. It is. It's yeah. tricky. Come tricky, June, tricky. we'll figure it out. Yeah, it's tricky. Anyway. Um, is it time for what whiskey would you choose? I think it's past time for what whiskey would you choose? I agree. Um, so I am giving the results this week because Robbie has a dumb iPhone. And, uh, um, and so last week we had the question of, uh, what is an overrated whiskey? What's it? And you spelled it wrong on the thing. Okay. You said, what? What an overrated whiskey? <laughs> <laughs> question mark. One. <laughs> he must have been. He must have been drinking a lot of E.H. Uh, e. Taylor. Oh man, small badge. Speaking of which, what an overrated whiskey. Yeah. yeah. So okay, here's my thing. Okay, well, well, I'll explain it. So, so Robbie said E.H. Taylor small batch, and I said Thomas H. Handy. We got a lot of votes. It was awesome. Um, but winning the um. With the lead, with by three votes, E.H. Uh, Taylor small batch won against okay. Handy, but they both got a lot of votes. Um, but I, here's the thing: is I had E.H. Uh, Taylor single barrel the other day, mm-hmm. and holy crap, is it good! I forgot how good yeah. that bottle is. And but it's you, yeah, like it's not worth like what people spend like two hundred dollars for a bottle. Yeah, yeah, it'll go crazy on the secondary. But if you can get an yeah. MSRP, it is phenomenal. But oh yeah. I don't know. And I get, I get like Buffalo Trace, the antique collection. I kind of get the secondary market, right? Yeah. I, it's, it's, yeah, it, for sure. It's crazy, but it's different with EHT, you know? Like, it's, it really, sh- on that bottle, uh, that bottle, at least, I don't, it shouldn't go for what it does on the secondary market. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's for sure. But it is yeah. a, I, that, that being said, it is a solid, amazing whiskey. Yeah, for sure. What an yeah, amazing whiskey. What an... <laughs> Wait, no. Yeah, whatever. Uh, so, we did get some uh, write-ins. Uh, we had bourbon underscore Wes. Uh, he said, will it? Um, yeah, I'm not going to give my opinion on any of these ones. Um, I just love will it. I love it. At least uh, I agree that the bourbon is overrated. But the rise, I just think, are awesome. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to give any more opinions along this list. We got the Urban Bourbonist, our good friend Chris. Um, he said Van Winkle, Lot B. 
Uh, we had Joel and M09, um, Lefroy 10. I love Lefroy, but the 10 has lost a bit of its character the last 10 years. Maybe something happened in those 10 years. Um, the Barrel <laughs> Bum, um, Smoke Wagon Straight Bourbon. Uh, we got AZ underscore bourbon underscore hunter. Weller Special Reserve. Uh, Bro Escatoswa. Uh, he said WR, which is Woodford Reserve, is great for an old fashioned, not a fan of it any other way. Honestly, any of the fancy Woodford, like the Double Oak or Double Barrel or Barrel Picks. And I, I, yeah, I can't agree or disagree. Uh, and then we got Hoppy Thoughts of Bourbon, and he says uh, Weller. So mm. some great write-ins this week. Appreciate y'all. We have, I think we may have done this one before, uh, but we may not have. Uh, and what I like to do is, what is a recent of this question? So the question is, what is a recent Hubba to what whiskey for you? Oh, man. Um, I know what that is for me. Um, and, and, and for the record, if this is your first episode and you don't understand the um, onomatopoeia that is uh, Hubba to what, uh, Hubba to what means what? This is so surprisingly better than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Or at least this has kind of caught me really off guard. Um. And that for me is the Four Roses barrel, or not the barrel, uh, Four Roses small batch select. I opened that in honor of finding out I'm having a girl and, uh, you know, for our future kid. And it was like, it was like so easy to drink. Like, hubba to what easy to drink. Mm -hmm. So that is my pick of the week is uh, Four Roses small batch select was really good. Okay. So I'm going to go. So I have not done I've this year, uh, the new year. I've tried to cut back on my drinking a lot. Haven't had a lot except for like on podcast days. Um, so mine comes from the podcast and it was recently. And mine was the Abasola El Whiskey de Mexico. Cause I was like, how about what? This is whiskey. It tastes like tequila. No, um, <laughs> it's a good reason. Yeah. No, my, my, no, my how what is, uh, that Driftless Glen single barrel pick the rye nice dude yeah and like i couldn't i mean that for me that was like are you kidding me this is like for insanely a small good. craft distillery is like this is right up there with like that yeah. lot 40 cask almost like yeah it is it was so good right there with like it the was rye and stuff. like it was really mm-hmm. good i could i was so surprised by that i didn't think it would be that good so yeah that's yeah what I'm and with. uh caleb or this Andrew Rout guy, who is a awesome dude and follows us and likes a lot of our stuff on Instagram. You know who you are, Andrew. You, you're hearing us. Um, if either of you decide to to grab us a um, barrel pick rye, at least a, a high proof barrel pick rye, let us know and, and we'll we'll take care of the cost of that for How you. How about a yes? How about a yes? So <laughs> thanks in advance caleb olson and at, slash at the bourbon badger and andrew route at route andrew um so yeah keep keep us in mind yeah um robbie yes cool. i have a list in front of me of all the things we haven't drank and did yet uh-huh. and um i kind of want to go hard next week <laughs> what do you mean by go hard <laughs> 
every episode. Uh, I kind of want to do that lot forty cast that uh, okay. Jason sent us. That's kind of I was so I was wanna, that there. I don't even. You want to put it up against something? Oh man. Oh, I don't even know what to put it up against. Um, what about Jack Daniel's Barrel Proof Rye? Or you haven't? I haven't got that to you yet, actually. So never mind. Oh yeah. I, shoot, I don't know what can even. What do we have that really goes up against that? Uh, um, we have uh, E. H. Taylor Barrel Proof 2018. We yeah. have um, Booker's Kathleen's Batch. We have uh, we have the King of Kentucky, which is a big deal. Is it okay? Well, let's. Yeah, that one's a that one's a tank. Oh, let's. What about uh, either the E. H. Taylor Barrel Proof, or I have a Thomas H. Handy 2018. Have we? Uh, that... I think we've had that one already. So that's so just I for me to drink. Be... Um, I'll confirm to, that later, but, but don't pick that one for so now. Let's, let's do the barrel EHT par- barrel proof. Okay, EHT barrel proof 2018 versus Lot 40 Cast Third yeah. Edition. Yes, yeah, that's it'll be great. Perfect. Two hardcore rise. Mm-hmm. Or no, no, we're not drinking handy, so never mind. Two hardcore high proof American whiskeys. Yummy, yummy in my tummy. Yeah, yeah. Well, so uh, we'll do it to that, and then um. Yeah, this is a great episode. I am encouraged to, you know, talk real and be myself 100% instead of like 70%. So mm-hmm. I, I hope you've enjoyed this, Robbie. Cool. I hope that you find some time later this week, besides from the podcast, we're going to just be all about you, Cole. Treat yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about me. <laughs> and uh, and I hope that, uh, you know, this... this uh, that I will, you know, uh-huh. get. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing terrible at this. Uh, <laughs> it's about time I hope, you messed it up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I hope that I can learn a lot from you as a father of three daughters in my future experience with my one daughter. Mm-hmm. But most of all, listeners, I hope our <laughs> love of spirits lifted yours. Yeah.